Greetings and welcome everybody to Make Disciple Makers, where we seek to teach and obey all Jesus commanded. My name is Alec. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brooke. And we are excited to be back at it again today. We're going to take up another topic and we're going to talk. It is one that is pervasive, um, not only for our students, but for Mm -hmm. our parents, but about for every human being on the planet, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about technology. And by way of definition at the beginning, um, technology at its base, I think, is just humans taking God's creation and making something useful out of it. So okay. we take what God has created, what he's provided, and then humans or I guess animals could do it too, but usually humans uh, create something that is going to make life usually easier. Yeah. Um, but with anything that we create, there can be good and there can be bad. It can be yeah. used for um, positive or it could also have uh, sinful things. Like anytime you grab a Bible, you're using technology. Thank you to the printing press, right? I mean, those, there, there are really good things. Um, and just to start off with a with a personal story about technology, um, a few months ago I was meeting with two other guys. We were doing a discipleship group, and it was it was amazing. Um, and we had resolved to memorize a passage of scripture together. And there's this really awesome app. We'll talk about some practical things later. There's an awesome app called Versus uh, that we had all downloaded. We made a group together and we used this piece of technology to memorize a big chunk of scripture. Uh, and we wouldn't probably have been able to do it maybe as well. We, you could do it obviously, but this, the way that this worked, uh, it made it really easy, really simple. And we were able to memorize a whole passage of scripture Mm -hmm. and it was great. So that, that's a positive. And on the other hand, uh, while we were meeting together, we all had our real physical paper Bibles out. We were talking about some really in-depth, you know, great conversation. And then all of a sudden, one of the guy's watch vibrates and dings his Apple Watch. He got a notification. And all of a sudden, he's checking it and is, like, totally removed from the conversation right. for a few seconds. Like, in, in a moment, yep. uh, this thing that was really good that, that we could use for God's glory then turned into a distraction and something that took away from the, the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you've got the good and you've got the bad kind of all in one thing. What about and, the ugly? Um, the ugly was not present there, but um, <laughs> I, I'm sure it will be. So so really, uh, there's a, the question that we want to pose, and I, and I steal this from, from Tony Ranke's book, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. He asks this, and I, I'm going to substitute smartphone for technology, but this is a question that we really want to answer. What's the best use of technology in the flourishing of my life? Basically, how can technology make us better human beings, more importantly, better followers of Jesus? Mm -hmm. That's really what we're after. Uh, As Christians, we want to glorify God in everything we do. We want to follow Jesus. We want to make disciples who make disciples. And so anything that we take up, any technology, we want um, it to further that end. So yeah. that's the question that we kind of want to to get at and talk about today. Um, so we've talked about there's some good and some bad. Do you guys have any other thoughts about, you know, potential positive things or negative things or, or any other personal stories that, that you guys have of, of technology? Oh, I'll me? look to you first. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you have to go first. I, yeah, I mean, I think what you said, all everything that you said is true, that there are so many benefits 
Um, it can be used for like actual genuine connection for people that you don't get to see often for keeping up with people um, that live far away and that kind of thing. And there are definitely features, especially when it comes to like your phone, that can be for the glory of God and that can help you grow in your relationship with the Lord and encourage others and that kind of thing. But on the flip side, it can lead you into sin as well. And so I think talking about this is important in figuring out what maybe guidelines or boundaries or principles, whatever it is, um, that we should implement in our lives when it comes to technology is a good thing and something that we need to actively be thinking about, especially as technology evolves Mm -hmm. and there's always something coming out. And so just thinking about principles that we should be implementing. Yeah, we need to think about best practices for our lives uh, because what we can't be as Christians is reactionary. Uh, I think about in, in Daniel where he talks about him having his mind made up and he mm-hmm. continues to do the things that he had always done. Like we need to kind of have our way of thinking in place as Christians so that when the new things come, right. we can kind of fit it in to what we're already doing and how we're already living our lives to glorify right. God. Um, yeah. Any other like good things in particular or negative things you can think yeah. of, Ryan, off the top and, of your and head just, of technology? Just to kind of take a step back, I think that any time that we talk about technology, especially with our students or teenagers, uh, we have to remind ourselves that, um, like, I mean, every time I think technology, I think smartphone Mm -hmm. came out in 2007, 2008, something like that. So most of our students in our ministry have always had that from, at least from a young age, Mm -hmm. towards me, the iPhone came out my senior year of high school and everybody was like, oh my gosh. But so many parts of my childhood were so different and, and it's not that one's, you know, evil, one's, one's good or anything like that, but that it's, that it's just so different. And so especially like when I get up on Wednesday nights and I ask students and parents and everyone to just put their phones underneath their seats, I kind of feel this and maybe this is me reflecting, but I kind of feel this, this, this whole like collective, like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, this, you know, whatever he, he doesn't understand technology or like whatever it is. And it's like, no, 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 I totally do. But just like I try to say every time, the enemy will try to use anything, whether if it's inherently good, neutrally, whatever, to try to get in between us and God. And in that moment, just like your story with distractions, it's not like he meant to do that Mm -hmm. at all. Um, But we have to make sure that it's not getting in the way of of us and and God. And that could be even with good things on on the phone. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, it could be a distraction at church, but also at home. So at night, you know, we know the blue light from the phone that, that sends signals to our brains to tell our brains like, nope, don't send out the melatonin. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so when they're up all night, uh, essentially not getting the type of sleep, which brings more anxiety, uh, the next day and then being on the phones and even away from it can bring anxiety. And so it seems like what's this never, what's going to be this never ending cycle and so I love that we're sitting down and talking about, okay, so what do we do with it, especially right. as followers of Christ? Yeah. yeah. And relating to others. I mean, just our relationships with other people, too, and how um, detrimental it can be if if it is exactly what we just talked about, a distraction, or we allow it to be that. Like, how many times have you gone to out to a restaurant and you see two people on a date and they're sitting there 
Both on their, their phones, phones, not looking yeah. at each other, not talking to each other. But like, why are y'all here? Yes, <laughs> yeah. you could have done that at home. Um, but anyway, so in thinking about what God's word says about this, or rather how it should inform how we think about technology, there are a few passages that came to mind for us. Um, and just this concept that I was thinking about was that like, all of our life is lived before God. So when you are on Snapchat or when you are laying, you know, in your bed on your phone or, you know, insert whatever scenario, your life is still lived before God and we're still accountable to him and we're still a follower of Christ. Like there's no um, like time out, you know, this is my phone time mm-hmm. and I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, God but is still God on yes, Snapchat and yes, Instagram. Yes, yeah. exactly. And TikTok and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to throw out there. Um, but I was thinking of Psalm 139, uh, verses 11 and 12 say, If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. Before that, it you know, it's like, where shall I go from your spirit? Where, sh- where shall I flee from your presence? Um, but talking about this concept that God is always with us and he's sovereign over all mm-hmm. um, parts of our life. But then on the flip side, thinking about the fact that as followers of Christ, we are to live all of our life for the glory of God, including when it comes to how we use technology. First um, Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Um, so those are just two things that I was thinking about as we were ha- about to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's really good and that's really helpful. Um, let's then let's think about maybe for us um, what are some ways that we use technology uh, to aid in our discipleship and our our lives. Um, what are some ways that, um, you know, that we use technology to disciple others? Like, mm-hmm. let, let's kind of, let's go over some of the, the good things, the positives that we right. see and maybe give some practical things of how, you know, we can kind of get into some of those uh, examples of how we should um, right. approach technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start. I love podcasts, you? which is a which is a um, a form of, of technology. We should do one. Yeah, we should. That's a okay. great idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. So just off the top of my head. I don't now, uh, that could be positive and negative. Maybe I can spend too much time uh, just consuming. Right. Um, but generally, I seek to um, fill my mind with good, solid biblical teaching and thoughts and ideas. And there's a wealth of resources uh, when it comes to podcasting and and listening to to people. So, um, like all those good teaching and resources and stuff that's on can be found on the internet and on podcasts and stuff are readily available, and that can only be through technology. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's a that's a really great thing. And then we we also like I share podcasts with people. I sent mm-hmm. one to you this right. morning, yeah. Ryan. Uh, you know, and and I'll share that with students and people that we're discipling as well. Um, so you can always have like good content if you choose to utilize it. Right. It's always available. That's yeah. one thing that I love about technology and, and using it, which mm-hmm. no other time other than the past decade could that have been the case. So like mm-hmm. praise God for that. It's yeah. amazing. It really is. What, what are like your top three, Al? Um, well, <laughs> 
sermon, like sermons I was telling Ryan earlier, I have been listening to this um, Scottish guy recently named Alistair Begg. Um, mm. He mm. has really good sermons. Um, Just because of his accent, though, or is uh, it like good content? Well, it's both. Oh, okay, yeah, it's cool. both. Um, and let's see. I really love the Ask Pastor John podcast. I've been listening to that since, I mean, uh, college. And then probably the briefing by Albert Muller as well, a daily analysis of news and events from a Christian worldview. Mm. Um, I listen to that every day as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good Good ones. stuff. Uh, Ryan, how do you use technology in discipling others or in your own personal growth? Well, I'll start off with, you know, since technology and social media sometimes get it such a bad rap. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're talking about how it's used for good. Try to use social media to point people to the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if I read something great in a book, like I shared it yesterday on my story. I never know who's who's going to see that. Since I have people from all different stages of my of my life that follow. I never know. You know like the Lord could use that to mm-hmm. encourage somebody. Um, that's not me being like, Oh, look how holy I am. That's, that's, Hey, this encouraged me. And I hope that the Lord does the same for that for you. Um, so if it's, if it's posting something or if it's, um, like I have a D group with some guys and I send them texts of, Hey, how can I be praying for you or let them know I'm praying for them or to remind them to do their quiet times. Here's the scripture. If I had, if I asked them to do like, Hey, write this reflection about this, make sure that's the, you know, whatever it is, right. of course, communication mm-hmm. in that way can be so encouraging and it's, and it's quick. You know, I don't have to send a snow owl or the Pony Express to, you know, I could just text them real quick. Yeah. For sure. I guess that leaves me. Uh, I guess so. Well, uh, worship music, that is able, I mean, we are able. It is All able. All right. <laughs> Uh, to listen to that in, I love, yeah, just listening to different albums or playlists or whatever of worship music. Um, the fact that we have access to the word, no matter where we are uh, Mm. on our cell phones, that's, that's kind of wild and awesome. Yeah. Um, and I've even in, uh, you know, I've been counseling and I'm not afraid to pull out my phone during a session if I'm like, oh, I know that God's word has something to say about this. And I can't remember the exact reference, but let me look it up real quick. And that has been super helpful. Yeah. Not a distraction, but just a way of saying, oh, yeah, this is where it is. Let's let's get back to where we were. Um, there are a few apps, like Versus, the one you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Depending on what uh, translation you want to uh, memorize. memorize in, you might have to pay a little money. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, four, five dollars, whatever it is, mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. I, to memorize scripture, is, right. yeah, I'm going to be okay. There's another app called Dwell, and I haven't gotten super into it, and I don't even know the full thing, but I know that people have been talking about it. I'm and into I, it. it. Does it read scripture to yeah, you? Yeah, it's really cool. That, like the basic package, there's four different voices, and uh, there's like different accents and stuff that are yes. really cool. So I have Felix reading me the Bible. Go Felix! And uh, mm. you can do daily listen. You can do listening plans. Like there's there's mm. so many other things. They're calling it the Spotify of uh, of scripture reading. <laughs> there's so many different options. That's awesome. It is it is really cool. And you can pick like the background of what you're hearing. So I have like mm. the ambient music going on, and it really like, I was kind of skeptical at first, like, yeah, what is this? But it's actually been really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I love yeah. it a lot. So that's it's called Dwell, if you want to download it. Yeah, I love that. That's good stuff. 
I was trying to think of what other um, things. I mean, with my D groups too, you know, we ha- always have a group chat and someone, you know, <laughs> so if you've been in my D group, you know this, you have an assignment um, like every few weeks and it's like, okay, you are the person that's going to be texting us every day and saying, hey, how's your verse memorization going? Or, hey, you know, what did you learn in the word today? And so that's just a way for us to stay in touch in between our actual mm-hmm. time together um, and also another form of just accountability with one yeah. another. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, but what are some, we want to talk about maybe like boundaries or practices. Yeah. Practically, what does it look like to use technology well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like th- that's going to get at maybe some of the negative things, but then how we combat that right, as well right. with our practices. Yeah. So I think what we've come down to like, I think all of us personally, as well as then kind of our philosophy of ministry here mm-hmm. uh, at our church, is we want to create spaces and moments where we're not engaged with technology. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, as sort of a practice of being able to be not distracted by it at different times. Right. And so I, I try and do that in my own personal life, um, sometimes not very well. I was telling you guys earlier. Um, I have a newborn baby. He's two and a half months old now. And the temptation is still there. I mean, I can hold him with one arm and I can have my phone in the other. Mm. Um, and what a time to be alive. I can, like, I can, I can be holding a small human being in which God has gifted me <laughs> and, and still have, like, be distracted by, like, social media in my other hand. And, um, and so I've been convicted by that Mm. to create these moments where there's no way I'm going to be distracted. I'm going to turn my phone off. It's going to be on silent and I'm going to put it away so that I can engage with my family. Um, and those are things that I, I want to continue to do personally to create the spaces, rhythms, moments where there's no way that I'm going to be distracted so that I can fully engage in my family, which then means that we're fully engaged in doing what God's called us right. to do. Yeah. And, um, and we, we try and do that then to bring that to a larger level. We try and do that in our life groups and our D groups. We encourage everybody to put their phones away. Mm-hmm. And on our camps and our and when we do mission trips, we yeah. take up phones so there's no distraction. It's funny. And Freedom Weekend sign up. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, what, we, what we often hear is by the time we get back, a lot of times students are like, I don't even really want my phone. Of course, they'll take it and they'll turn it back on and they'll be on Instagram in a second. But <laughs> the thought process is at least there of they've sure. they've um, they've grasped something there. They've tasted something of undistracted devotion to the Lord mm. that they want more of. Yeah. Um, but we just need to have the discipline to create that in our lives. Um, so I, I think those are some of the things that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a part of that comes from the way that we view it. And so seeing it as a privilege rather than a right, since I imagine most of our students don't pay for their own cell phone plan, mm-hmm. um, that, that that is a privilege that your parents have given you. And just like anything in our lives, like I, I could take, you know, it doesn't have to be, it could be video games or it could be podcasts or like whatever it is, is this taking time away from my priorities in my life? And technology should be, a servant and not a master. Mm-hmm. And so just like you're saying, taking those times to say, 
Um, I actually, when we were talking about this earlier, you said Daniel had his mind made up, mm-hmm. you know, that he was, he was, or was not going to do something and it was going to be devoted to the Lord. So if it's like, Hey, it's six o'clock, the phone goes, it's going in my room or whatever it is. Or if it's time for my quiet time, I will literally put my phone in the other room. Another room now yeah. what's ironic is I have to look on my phone at my reading plan <laughs> to see what I'm reading that day. But then once I got it, I put it in the other room. Um, just to not give the enemy any kind of opportunity in between me and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so just putting it in its proper place, allowing us to become more like Christ, using it as a tool instead of it owning us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think do not disturb is your friend or mm. s- just silenting you know, your phone uh, just at specific times throughout the day. Like I do the same thing where when I am like studying God's word and in prayer, I'm not going to have my phone sitting next to me because it's obviously going to be a distraction. You're going to see it sitting there. Mm-hmm. I just put it across the room and make sure that my notifications are off, and that way I just have that that specific time. But I think it's also helpful when you're even, you know, spending quality time with your family or your friends, just having it, you know, in your pocket or your purse or in another room so that it's not even a distraction. Um, heard some families have like a big basket or mm-hmm. bucket mm-hmm. and. They pour it in there. I've even heard some companies, like when they go out to eat as a team together, they'll do that. And then they'll say, they'll literally say this, my time with you is more important than what's going on in here. Mm. And what's going on right here is going to be there when I get back. Trust me, there's going to be 49,000 things telling (laughs) me, you know, so my time with you right now, you are the most important thing. Yeah. Right. One thing I was thinking of for our students and um, the reality is, is that technology can be very addictive, our mm-hmm. smartphones in particular, you know, and it's actually, they're designed that way. The mm-hmm. notifications are meant to continue to draw you back in. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, they all spend bajillions of dollars to figure out how to get you to stare at your screen even more. Now, um, I, in one of the studies that I read, they, somebody, I can't remember who it was, or I would give the credit, it wasn't me though, said something um, like giving a, uh, an adolescent um, access to technology, like unfettered access, is like giving them access to the alcohol cabinet. Mm. Meaning it's that addictive. Mm. Um, and so it's, da- which means it's dangerous. It can cause right. difficult things. So I think one of the difficult things is, um, one, we, we need to have parents and whole families involved in making the decisions of how to use technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you don't have that, it, it's going to take discipline on your, on your part, which yeah. is the difficult thing. But if you, can, if you can create the spaces and the rhythms now while you're young, it's going to benefit you so much more oh, yeah. in the end. I'm thinking about, we've been going through Proverbs, train up a child in his way. When he's old, he won't depart from it. If you can establish the way that you should go now in regard to technology and not being addicted to it and creating spaces where you're not distracted by it, uh, it's going to be so much better when you're older. Trust us who are a little bit further down the road. Um, you know, I got I got my first iPhone when I was a sophomore in high school, maybe. And, uh, and it's been a battle ever since to not be distracted and to be addicted yeah. to it. Um, and so yeah. create those spaces now and, and do like, do everything you can to have the discipline to do mm-hmm. it. Um, and then I, I think maybe we might end with a couple of just like 
good practices as far as family-wise that we've seen, maybe from parents. One, uh, if you don't have it yet, buy Andy Crouch's TechWise Family mm-hmm. and read that and do all those things, and you'll be good. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it does have some really good stuff. Um, one, So some of the parents that we've seen that we think have done it well as far as establishing practices in their home for their family uh, are some simple things, yet uh, seemingly very repressive things, if you ask the teenager. Um, <laughs> w- one of them would be no phones in, upstairs or in their room. So nobody gets to take your phone by yourself behind closed doors. Yeah. Or computers. Yeah. Or computers, yes. Any sort of screen. Tablet. Yeah. That's it, yes. It's, yeah. screen. it's more about screens in right. general, yeah. not just phones. Um, so everybody, like, you can, you can be on your phone or on an iPad or whatever in the living room where mom and dad are around, and that's just a protection that's there. Right. Uh, that is a sacrifice, maybe, and students might feel, you know, the kids might feel like that's, you know, very uh, hateful and repressive, but the reality <laughs> is it's actually very loving mm-hmm. and, and best for you. So that's, that's one thing that w- I think we've seen uh, that's been really good. Um, anything else that you guys have seen or heard that other parents have done uh, that have been helpful? Yep. Uh, parents looking through their kids' phones. We yes. support this. Yes. Um, not in <laughs> like this super humiliating, embarrassing way, but just to know what's happening and to it for honestly just accountability. Yeah. Um, I support that and I just think that it's so helpful and. Yeah, just another loving boundary that can be implemented in the lives of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that there's certain apps out there, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, um, but this guy's talked to us about it before. For his kids, he can shut down certain apps during certain times of the day mm-hmm. until they've completed like certain chores right. or yeah. did this or that, and now you can use that. Okay, this gained you 60 minutes of that. And again, if you're thinking that's repressive or that's too much, then you've lost the side of the fact that this is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And that's giving us a better perspective, a healthier perspective uh, of what this tool is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also I've heard of some parents like they'll change the Wi-Fi password until the kid has done X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, or not having phones, you know, after 8 p.m. Yeah. Um, or something like that, or yeah. or setting up family time to where it's like this is going to be our face to face time, right? Right here. Yeah, so. yeah. I know something particularly with the iPhone, where you can set it up where your kid has to ask, like, send some sort of permission link or something to your phone as the parent, and re- you have to grant them like access to download that app Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. so that you can review it and see what they're spending time on on their phone and whether that will be beneficial or potentially really harmful. Yeah. That's another good thing. Um, In informing that, the one scripture that we, that we talked about is Romans um, 13, 14 that says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And one thing that we know in regards to technology is there's many temptations to sin. Um, the nature and the pervasiveness of pornography 
um, when you ever have access to the internet, it's always there. It's always like the, the potential, uh, and the temptation is, is always there. And so what this, what Paul's calling us to is to not give it any sort of like no chance. Right. And, and parents, uh, you can help your students with that and students, you can put those into practice as yeah. well. Don't, um, you know, it's going to take discipline, but to put yourself in situations to not gratify the desires of the flesh, right. uh, but instead to honor God and to glorify him in what you do. Um, it's always worth it. It's always better. Obedience mm-hmm. is always best um, because it's the way God designed the world to work. And when we live our lives before the face of God and everything we do, um, we seek to glorify him and it's always going to be for our good. Yeah. Um, even though it, we might look a little different than our friends, um, sure. we m- might, you know, get made fun of for not being able to have our phone past 8 p.m., but um, we've not lost our souls in, in the midst. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that's, and that's, Seriously. that's the weight of what we're Seriously. talking about, you yeah. know. Uh, so technology can be very good. It can glorify God, um, and we should use it. Like Ryan said, it should be our servant, not our master. Um, and, uh, yeah, and ultimately we want to, we want to use it to, to make disciples who make disciples of, to be yeah. better followers of Jesus. So, um, for sure. any final comments, friends? No, I think we should make another episode about social media. Okay. Sweet. All right. It's done. In. We have our, we have, we have our <laughs> I next. I said it on air so they couldn't have, deny it. We have our next one teed up and ready to go. Thank you for joining us again for Make Disciple Makers, and we shall see you next time. Adios. Bye. Bye-bye.